Today I'm talking with Amy Tyre of Jasper, Florida, and not only is she a Southeastern Circuit finalist, but she is one of my best friends. I tell her she's my hero all the time, and I just think she's one of the coolest girls in the whole world because she's so hardworking and has accomplished so much um, with her horse, Jet, and I just, I know that everybody loves hearing your stories, so I know we've got to read about you, and I've done like a short little video of you, but I've never really just really dissected um, stuff. Well, I dissect things from you all the time, but I haven't done it where everybody else can hear it. So um, thank you for doing this for me. Absolutely. Okay. So the first thing I want to ask you, this is what I've been asking everybody is, is what are you doing during the social distancing, distancing thing to kind of keep yourself occupied? Has it like, has everyday life changed or no? Well, it hasn't changed too, too much for me. I usually just go to the restaurant for six hours a day, Monday through Friday, and then come home and ride. So now I'm kind of just helping out on the farm wherever they might need me, like help them drive a tractor to one field from another or something. And then I get to ride the horses the rest of the day. So it hasn't really changed too, too much. How many horses are you riding right now? Currently have 10 that I'm keeping in shape at the moment. 10. Holy cow. How do you manage <laughs> riding 10 horses and waitressing for six hours a day? Well, my horses pony perfectly. They're so used to it. So I'll usually pony two at a time, and that cuts back the time on how long it takes to get everyone exercise. It helps out a lot. <laughs> and uh, Okay, so how many horses do you have that are finished right now that you can load up in the trailer and take to a rodeo that you feel confident on? To a rodeo? Probably uh, two. Or like a rodeo or like a horse that you feel confident on going to the barrel races on and that you like feel confident they're going to place I got five that are like pretty well finished that you can pull a check on but they're not all going to be 1D horses at this moment okay how many 1D horses do you feel like you have I got one solid which is debt and then I got two that are pretty well 1D 2D at what I take them to but I'm not so sure at the rodeos well Romeo he has placed at the pro rodeos but Peeps, she's more of a local gal. <laughs> she's so cute. That's the first horse I remember you see. I am stuttering today. First horse I ever remember you running, and she was so solid, and so she just looked like a lot of fun. She is. She is really solid, just didn't quite have the power behind her. Right. Um, okay, but let's go ahead and talk about Jet, because she is your main horse. She's what's won you the most. How did you end up getting her? Um, I got Jet in on consignment in 2016 in July, and she was a handful. She's still a handful, but she was a real handful then. And I was like, I told the owners, her current owners at the time, I'm like, um, this horse has a lot of work before I even will advertise her because I don't like to sell a horse that I don't think someone can so jump on and ride. To begin with. Yep, she was sell, and I was going to sell her, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to put a lot of work on this horse, so – I think I'd just buy her myself. If I'm going to have to do the time, I'm just going to buy her. And I knew she had something if I could get her fixed, but it was the word if that really hung, <laughs> hung in there. And she actually still has her moments often, but she has proven herself. So I do feel good about that. Right. Okay. So these questions I'm going to ask you, I have personally asked you a hundred times, but I want everybody else to know. Um, <laughs> I'm just laughing because I know how much I bug you about this stuff. <laughs> Okay, so on Jet, like we're just going to stick with her because if we talk about all 10 horses that you're riding, we'd be here all day. But with Jet, right. how many times a week do you ride her? 
Well, Jay, I actually don't ride her too often because she's not very fun to ride. So I pony her and I try to do it at least three times a week. Mm-hmm. And if I do happen to ride her, it'll be pretty much just walking the pattern and walking the pasture or more like me trying to do that. Because like I said, she's not pleasant and she doesn't really walk too much. So we keep it at pony and most of the time. So I mean, I guess you don't do a lot of tuning on her then, huh? I do not. Okay, so when you're riding her, when you're long trotting her, about how, like, how long of a duration do you do it for? Um, usually about 15 minutes. 15 minutes? Of trot time. Of trot time. Okay, so do you do anything else? We'll walk a lot, too. I like to walk <laughs> the whole pasture, and then just, she stays pretty thick, because this horse, I mean, she's a little bit of a freak. Like, she literally will trot alongside me when I'm not even trying to trot her. Like, if I'm trotting other horses, she's kind of there still trotting, so... She does a pretty good job of keeping herself tuned without even my help. So my actual input with her, I don't do as much as the other horses. So how often do you think you, like, I mean, is there a time that like, okay, I think I might need to tune her. I mean, how often does that happen or does it ever happen? Um, It does happen not too, too often, but uh, probably maybe once every four months or so, I'll do a little tuning on her, but mostly with her, it's not exactly that she needs tuning. It's her moods more so. So I kind of just, if I do have a bad run on her, instead of taking her home and tuning, I just kind of put it behind us and just go with the next run. And usually it works out good for us that way. But, you know, every once in a while she does get a tune in. Right. Okay. So what about like um, Romeo, since he's kind of your backup horse for the rodeos and he has placed at some of the rodeos, do you have any, is he kind of in the same routine or do you do something different with him? He is. Uh, unfortunately, I seem to take on the horses that have a couple screws loose, but um, we won't talk about that too much. So he's a little bit even worse than Jed, actually. He knows his job after three years of taking to get him patterned. He really knows his job now, and um, I really don't do any tuning at all at him, and I do not even get on his back ever at home. Like, never. It's probably been years since I've been on his back at home. Really? So, Yep. Oh my God. It's so funny listening to you. Cause every time you tell, like I ask you what to do with certain, like, you know, with your horses or my horses, cause everybody knows you ride mine too. Um, like every time you tell me something, I'm like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no well. way it can be that easy, but I don't know. I think you're like the horse whisperer or something. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I always, uh, Jen, uh, Strick, or Jen, not Jen Strickland, Jen Williamson now, we always laugh saying that you're kind of like, we just picture you as like this Indian free spirit out there riding your horse's bareback or something because you're just so easy. <laughs> oh my gosh, y'all are silly. That is so funny. <laughs> so um, when you do ride jet, which obviously is not that often, but when you do, do you use the same headgear on or at home that you do at the barrel races or the rodeos? Um, usually, uh, sometimes at home I'll use a bonnet or a tie down just because she's so hard headed at home. She kind of has this attitude like, we're going to go my speed whenever I want. So just kind of gives me a little more collection if I am trying to do slow work. But as far as the bit, I usually use the same hack or the same bit I use on her at shows. So, right. And I'm going to kind of jump back to the beginning again from when you first got her. How long did it take from getting her needing a lot of work to the point where you've kind of felt like, okay, I can start going to the rodeos on her. Oh, at least a year. I'm trying to think, um, let's see, it was 16. I think she did her first win 
in 2017, I want to say. So it took about a win or was that placing? That was her first jackpot win. And then her second year in, let's see, 2018 is when she like really came on strong and won a couple of the rodeos, won Arcadia and Kissimmee. So, I mean, I got her in, she came into the house in July of 2016. It took me all the way till 2018 to get her at pro rodeo level winning. Wow. So was there any time like during the process of you getting her more solid that you're like, you're like, I don't know if this is going to work and kind of wanted to give up or did the whole time you say like, I know this horse has what it takes. Well, I knew she had what took, like I never gave up on her. I still don't give up on her, even though sometimes it's questionable, but <laughs> um, so with her, just because of her attitude and her spirit, when I would have those moments, I kind of just kicked her out the pasture and mm-hmm. I was still her, I would still pony her and keep her in shape. But as far as hauling, I'd give her breaks because she does really good when she does not run as often. And um, mm-hmm. that's up a lot. That was like a big breakthrough with her. So now I know that about her and I actually try not to run her as much. Like she don't barely goes to any small jackpots or anything like that, like hardly ever. So try to keep mm-hmm. it to the so do you have any um, like supplements or any kind of special feed routines that you use with her? Um, she has to stay on the ulcer supplement. I use the, the gut ulcer. Um, it's the kind of the GI that Heavenly Horse Health makes. And she stays on that. We've tried several other products as well, but that seems to work best for her. But she does have to stay on something daily. And then sometimes when I haul, I'll actually give her like ulcer guard as well because she just she's very very ulcer prone horse right so do you have any kind of like re-race pace or anything that you have to give her at like at the rodeos or barrel races no every once in a while I'll um give her the fast focus which is like a oil but I mean Mm -hmm. it just kind of calms her nerves a little bit it's not it's just a you put it like behind the ears on the pole a little dab on the nose is what I do but I don't even (laughs) use it every single time (laughs) I just kind of when I think about it, I'm like, oh, I'll use that. And it does help her some, but I don't always use it. Now, tell me about the, you have a homemade hackamore that you run on her. Can you tell me a little bit about why you, like, you chose that, how you came up with it? Well, she, she is, uh, she's very opinionated on what you put on her head. <laughs> and <laughs> I've gone through everything I could possibly think of. And she has this problem of shaking her head. In a turn, if you barely touch this horse's face, she wants to shake her head. It used to be pretty violent. We've moved on from those days. But um, so this hackamore, I got the bright idea. I was like, oh, well, if she doesn't like pressure, maybe I should have a hackamore made out of paracord. So I got an old hack I had. It's a pretty long shank hack. But then we did a paracord nose. And the whole thing's paracord other than the actual shank. And it works pretty good. And um, she, I did discover this year, even with that, hack that her mom so nicely had made for her that she actually <laughs> in fact does not like a curb strap so then I bought a yeah it gets better so then I bought a, cur- a curbless bit um that came from clue bits and it is amazing she has not shook her head once in it although I don't have as many breaks with it but <laughs> she's, she's a little bit more of a handful warming up now but she doesn't shake her head. So I'm going to keep going back and forth between the bit and the hack and hopefully keep her happy. Yeah. She is such a diva, isn't she? It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. She's the so reason why people don't like mares. I, yeah, I'm one of those people. I wish you would take all of mine at my house. 
I feel like you might as well just go run in a halter, pretty much. But I <laughs> For real. Think that's so interesting that you use that head or that hackamore. So I wanted to talk about that. Um, yeah. I know there's been a few other people who have seen it and kind of like, oh, what is that? Yeah, they're like, what? Um, so that's, yeah. So um, when you're at the rodeos, the barrel races, what is your um, your routine of warming up? How long do you warm up for? Do you kind of do any kind of like just last minute tuning, adjusting before you run? Or how does, how does that look? Um, we keep it pretty simple. Um, we trot probably, depending on the size of the warm-up area, it varies a little bit. But I try to trot, you know, get her loosened up that way. And then I'll usually lope about five circles both directions. And that's about it. The rest of the time, I just keep her walking and try to keep her wits about her. Well, when I asked you, I said, okay, like I asked you about your routine with Rolex. I said, like, what do you do before you run? And you said, oh, I get on about 15 riders before me. And I'm like, what? Yeah. You riders before you because me, like, I'm so scared I'm going to miss my run. So you must not spend a lot of time on them before you actually make them make a run. I don't. I'm, I'm pretty last minute about getting on, but just with my particular horses, they seem the more you're on them, the more amped up they get. And I like them to go in the arena with the level head, like, you know, try as best I can anyway, because it doesn't always happen that way, despite me not right. getting on too early. But so I try to keep it simple and just, I don't know, just my routine. Yeah, if you, ever see, if you ever see her without a uh, breast collar on, it's probably because she's having to hurry up and jump on her horse if she waits that long. Yeah, that's another thing. I don't usually use too much tack just because of that. I'm like, I'm so last minute. I hate to have to put other stuff on, but. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny. You should see me at the barrel races, like, because everybody kind of knows that, or that knows me anyways, knows that I'm trying so hard to learn how to ride my horse like you do. <laughs> And so I, <laughs> it really is a comical show, but I'm like, well, Amy doesn't use breast collars, so I don't need to use a breast collar. Well, we <laughs> like did. I'm trying to mimic every little thing that she does. It's so crazy. We did um, figure out though that Rolex does not like back boots. So don't follow me no, on. Yes, we, did, we did figure that out. And I bought a brand new <laughs> pair because I never used them before. And then, um, so I bought some brand new, or I got some for Christmas. And he tried to kick my head off when I put it on him. So I'm like, oh, there goes those brand new boots. I guess yeah. I can use them on his rope horse or something. Yeah, that was a big um, note from him. <laughs> maybe you made him a diva. Or maybe your horse did since they were pasture mates. <laughs> That's true. She's a bad influence. But you know, you know what I have thought about? Like, so you were hauling Rolex with your mayor, obviously. Yeah. And so now I'm so ridiculous. Now I've been hauling Tyler's mayor with me because I'm like, well, maybe he runs harder when there's a <laughs> girl around because he's trying to impress me. <laughs> totally ridiculous. Oh, Probably does not make a lick of sense. But it helps my head because I'm like, Amy hauled with a mare, so I have to haul with a mare. Well, I mean, he is running faster for you, so maybe you found the key. Exactly. <laughs> like, even when I went to the um the door arena the other day, he ran harder. And, like, normally I can never get him to run hard in indoor arena. So I think he likes yeah. to impress his girlfriends. <laughs> you're on to something. I'm telling you, you're on to something. So ridiculous. So um, last thing I'm going to go ahead and ask you is, with hopes that we're going to be able to rodeo again soon, I'd say where, I don't really get to go to any, but um, with hopes that the rodeos are going to start again soon, do you have any goals for the rodeos or even for babies or anything else this year? Um, well, with hitting barrels all year this year at the pro rodeos, I kind of decided after Arcadia and Okeechobee, which I didn't even get to attend, which was very uncool for me, <laughs> but um, <laughs> Anyway, I had put it in my mind already that after those rodeos that um, 
I was going to step back from the pro rodeos and haul my babies. I got a couple of nice babies coming up and kind of just give Jed a break and hopefully start back strong in the fall. Right. So, I mean, how are your babies coming along? Um, they're both doing good. Um, I got one, they, a five-year-old and three-year-old this summer and the five-year-old's ready to really haul now. Like he's ready for that next step. And the three-year-old, she's, she needs to start getting hauled more in exhibition. So mm-hmm. look forward to that this summer if we get going again. Well, I am really excited to see all the updates on your babies and for you to get back out there on jet. And I'm excited for you to keep helping me for the rest of the year, try to get my permit. Built <laughs> <laughs> but you got you- it. Do it. <laughs> Um, and I will bug you until then to make sure I can get my riding correct. <laughs> Anytime. I'm always here. <laughs> All right. Well, I know that you're spending some time at home with your husband, so I will let you go. But I am super excited for everybody to get to kind of hear your story and your routines. Awesome. As always, fun All talking right, to girl. you. All right. Bye. bye.